found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom, discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Well, welcome to this week's uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, sorry about not being here last week, but uh, we just had, I don't know, what, what do we have going on? Something going on. We had a trip down to the Link Conference. Oh, that's right. We went to the Link Conference, and so uh, we definitely were uh, busy with that and uh, apologize for that, but it, we're not to that point where we can do a remote, you know, listening anymore. I don't know. I think you could get that in your backpack. You think I could? <laughs> I could stick it in there and let's just make it go on the go there. We could because we had all the... The favorites, yep. There at Link Conference, maybe we should do that sometime next year. Yes, absolutely. Have Bring them sit down studio. with you, do a little studio interviews right I there. Would, yeah, we should do That's that. That's a great idea. Okay, we can. Well, we can take this and go, and I can record mm-hmm. it and then bring it back. All right, mm-hmm. I like that. Well, if you're wondering why you take the time each week to uh, listen to more podcasts, well, I'll tell you why. Uh, more stands for maximizing opportunities for right now and eternity. And so just stop asking why you're listening. Just never forget to listen and pass it on to somebody you know. Well, this podcast episode was brought to you by Sriracha to Go, a quick and portable way to spice up your meal. One quick dab can spice up your flavor game with the iconic heat of Sriracha. Sriracha to Go. Don't settle for a bland. Grab yours today. Yeah? Yeah. It comes with a little beaner clip and everything. Okay. I think it's good. Wow. Well, here to help me with your weekly dose of more goodness, he's the only man who can make a GPS say, are we there yet? Pastor Gary. Oh, right. That's awesome. (laughs) You and I are probably on the same wavelength here. So across the table from me, the man with uh, all the buttons and knobs and the talent to go along with that, the only man who actually coined the phrase, I'll be back. Pastor Alex (laughs) Norton. And people are like, what? I don't want to. No, I don't want to go. Well, it's been a good week. Uh, we, well, like we said, we came back from the Link Conference. Um, and what is Link Conference, anyways? What is that all about? Why it's did we go? It's our church uh, network that we're a part of here at Harbor Light. It's part of the old uh, Resurrection Life uh, network, but they have rebranded it as Link. And uh, so we are a part of a national uh, network of churches, and we help each other out. And we're also planting churches, planting yeah. about at least two churches a year are planted out of this organization. And uh, of course, like we say it at Arbor Light on Sunday morning, when you give, you're helping plant churches yeah, yeah, all around yeah. our nation. And uh, so um, our dream is to get to uh, 500 linked uh, churches as a part of this network. And then they were, there were like two or three that were highlighted mm-hmm. there, weren't they, that had just been planted or yes. planted recently? Yes. as a, Like one of them was like only a month old. Right. I went to that one workshop um, on how we, how we minister to the um, plus community. Uh-huh. And uh, I was really shocked. He's like, yeah, we just had a church only for a few months now. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And of course, uh, they had this really fun event down there where um, the guest, uh, the main, the president of the uh, network spoke and uh, he used, he made up his own t-shirt and they auctioned that t-shirt off. And it, didn't it go for like $8,000? Yeah, it like was $8,000 for that one t-shirt to help plant a church. And uh, so now that church has $8,000 to be able to work with to get started. That's really cool. Yeah. And what was the, what was the fracking? It was uh, extra saliente. Extra saliente, which yeah. is. Extraordinary above the. You know, yeah. Yeah. 
flavorful. There's a whole like list yep. of definitions. It's in Spanish. So uh-huh. that was the extra yeah. saliente. Extra saliente. Um, yeah. So that was going on. And so we had a good time a couple days there. Thank you for letting us go to that, uh, re- that, mm-hmm. uh, the, well, it was a retreat most conference. Most of the team went. It was a great time. Yeah. And it was just a wonderful time of hanging out there. Um, also, we had the Harbolite uh, bake sale for yes oh my goodness so setting what, records i actually have the number okay what did we got for that so um we had um last year we raised thirteen thousand dollars for the children's ministry yeah on our big dessert auction and uh this year um uh, our director chelsea robertson had this number in her head yeah of twenty thousand and she made up a slide with a twenty thousand dollar goal and everyone's like you're out of your mind really and um, I believe the number as of Monday was nineteen thousand and forty-five dollars. Are you kidding raised. me? <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> All way in higher. One one little dessert auction with nineteen thousand, and the highest uh, the highest cake went for fifteen hundred dollars. That's right. Yeah, yeah. My, you know, thank you for buying my pie. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think you're the only one that bid it bid on it. <laughs> yeah, I thought my pie. I thought my cake was going to go for more money, but. It, I, I think it didn't look as good as I had hoped it would. It looked pretty good, and you got free golf balls with it. Yeah, you got four Pro V1 golf balls, which are yeah. $5 each. So it was a $20 worth of golf balls in that one cake. Not including the cake. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was... It went for 100 bucks, but... Betty Crocker Every, every little bit helps. That's right, and I think... What did mine go for, 20 I don't. I don't know. Yeah. What did you pay for? <laughs> I don't Because you're the one that bought it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I ended up buying $300 loaf of bread. Did I know you? that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was by uh, Marlos Monta. Yeah. yeah, it was, and uh, it was delicious. I will tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff there. I, you know, I was back there, and I had to help with getting the list together and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at all these cakes and stuff, and I'm like, man. You know what is crazy is I know that every small group that weekend was just sugar packed. Oh yeah, we had like five desserts. Did you really? At our small group. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And then, yeah. um, was another one? Oh, Don. Uh, Don Schreiber, didn't he buy quite a few? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, and there was one anonymous uh, donor who said, give me the first 10 um, desserts that were auctioned off. Yeah. Whatever the total was, he matched it. Really? Yeah. He just went ahead and donated that amount of money for the first 10 desserts. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So it, everyone gets into it. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, and it jumped up there in the second service and helped you out a little bit because it is tough to do the auctioneering and try to spot what's going on in the crowd. Oh yeah. People are passing stuff. Out I'm a big Meekum, uh, Barrett Jackson car auction yeah. guy. And so they always have those spotters out there and they're like, yeah, whenever they get a bid, you know, they yell <laughs> yeah. it. And, um, I got some, uh, positive feedback on helping you with that. Yeah. Um, people said that amped it up even more to have, have us. Yell we it. had, uh, yeah. Cause I was asking before I got up there, like, do we have anybody? Cause like peripheral, I can't always yeah, see. You can't see what's going on. Yeah. And so next, next year, if they do it, yeah, That's we'll one have thing. Some get some spotters out there. Yeah. Um, did you ever, did you take any lessons? When I did it last year, I took a little lesson online. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, $1 now, $1 now. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, I watched, um, watched some YouTube, but I, when, when we were in that Salvation Army, we used to do those kind of auctions, charity auctions. Yeah. And so I had to learn how to do something other uh-huh. than just stand there and go, hey, 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 yeah. hey, yeah. Yeah. Can I get a dollar? Yeah. One dollar now, dollar now, dollar now. So I told Two, Chelsea I would work. Now. Yeah, I told Chelsea I'd, I'll work on it. Uh-huh. I'll try to remind myself of what I did because it's years ago. Yeah. But, yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah, super pleased with everyone. Just way to go, Harbor Light. That was, that's a lot of money Yeah, for cakes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so she blew her goal out. 
Yeah, by quite a bit. Away. So Harvest Festival is going to be over the top this year. That's awesome. So, yeah, so we're looking for even more for the Harvest Festival. Yeah, it's not too late. If you want to give, yeah. we will uh, We'll run down to the store, grab you some Oreos, and we'll <laughs> get them to you. Right. We need candy donations coming up. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's That starts this weekend. So, start. And, uh, so they're announcing that this weekend. Put in, uh, there's going to be like a barrel or a box or something somewhere. Yep, there will be something in the foyer for people to be able to give. Because we like to give kids a I lot of I already bought some, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to buy some more. Oh, did you sample I, it? I just sampled it, make sure it was good. Well, you don't um, want to give they're stuff the Reese, they're the Reese pumpkin. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, those are hard to not sample. You don't want to. You don't want to give those to a kid if you're thinking that they're not good. <laughs> I, I'm just this product sampling. You have to be a quality control. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong. I used to do that with my kids. You know, when they were growing up, I'm like, you know what? There's a there's a dad tax. Dad tax, and you got to pay it in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what was it last year or the year before? I tried a pastor tax on the kids, and they actually went for it. Yeah. And they started giving me candy and like, oh, well, yeah, I'll give you this one because I don't really want it anyways. And then <laughs> here's well, my black licorice right. pack. <laughs> and I wind up all the candy, you know, it was good. So I might try that again this year. All right. We're going to take an ID break. We're right back. Well, we do have uh, a few Twitters that came in. And interestingly enough, I put it out there in the Twitter world to ask the question, what is a woman? Okay. Because that was the question that was sure. that Sunday. And it was interesting, some of the feedback I got from our, our Twitter crowd. Uh, Superwoman, hashtag Superwoman wrote, a woman is like a multitasking wizard. She can simultaneously hold a conversation, uh, cook dinner, and plan world domination in her mind. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Superwoman, hashtag. Yeah. Uh, what is a woman here? Uh, retail therapy expert writes, a woman is someone who can turn a 30 minute shopping trip into a five hour adventure and somehow end up with only one pair of socks. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, I think that's because the husband is with her, right? If he's not there, then it doesn't just two pairs of socks. It turns out to, you have to have pants that match the socks. Right. (laughs) Right. And a bag Mm -hmm. and maybe some earrings, maybe some new makeup. Mm -hmm. You never know. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be, you know, now I don't want to, you know, you know, tease too much there because, you know, I am a fashion, fashion person. You, you know? do. Yeah. I, but you I like shoes though. I am a shoes guy. Right. That's not bad. Right. I would be a little more concerned mm-hmm. if you were like, I have a full range of color palette in my closet that I followed the, 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 the seasons with. Right. Then I'd be kind of concerned. I'd be like, Pastor Gary. Yeah. What's, what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're good, but I got a shoes new pair of shoes for uh, my birthday back at uh, Labor Day weekend. Did you really? Uh, KK. Um, got me a new pair of shoes. I think he got some to match. And yeah. so we're going to call each other and uh, make sure we wear them on the same Sunday. Did you see the ones that Amy got on clouds? Yeah. I guess they're like super good. Like she's like got other women in the church buying them, but they right. make them for men too. Yeah. Uh, apparently they're that's pretty, what I got from KK. You have those. Yes. I was thinking about getting up there. They're nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Amy keeps talking about them. Uh, the, but the one thing I was looking at last night, which I, I'm, I want to pull the trigger on is a pair of lion's Crocs. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're pretty. They're pretty sweet. Pretty sweet, huh? They're pretty sweet. I do they hold on all the way for the full one hour, or do they come <laughs> off near the end? When they're in the red zone, then they fall <laughs> off. They're like, ah, oh, done. We can't do it anymore. Oh. oh, we're gonna get into that though. We got some good okay. stuff. Okay. Uh, where are my keys? Uh, writes 
What is a woman? Well, she's the one who can find things that were never lost in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's a woman. Yeah. And so uh, thank you for the tweets on those. We appreciate them. We'll get back to you in just a second. Hey, don't worry. More podcasts will be back in just a second. Okay, so the big story of the day was Detroit Lions defense, uh, who gave up six points, only six points. Uh, Detroit held Atlanta this last week to uh, two field goals and 195 total yards, a much better performance than giving up 37 yards to Seattle last week. I don't know if you watched that game. It was terrible. I did not. I'm like, we could have beaten Seattle, but there were, I mean, I'm going to just say it. There are a lot of shady calls out there. And yeah, and even the commentators are like, Really? We're going to let that one go on, on Seattle? Yeah. So rookie Brian Branch stepped up to lead the team with 10 tackles, and Tracy Walker, who uh, started for the injured C.G. Gardner-Johnson, had six. Uh, the last time Detroit gave up six or fewer points was his 31-0 win over the Packers in Week 17 in 2018, and so we're getting ready to play the Packers this coming Thursday tonight. And so I'm looking forward to that game. I'm really wow, excited. tonight? Yeah. I'm, I'm going over to a friend of mine's house and. I think it's going to be a win. I totally think it's going to be a win. Okay. I, I don't think the I don't think the I don't think Green Bay has it in them to. Well, I think one of the organize. things you know, looking back at that Seattle game, one of the one of the kind of like takeaways that you can take away from it is now you're not undefeated, so right. all the pressure is off. Just play really good. Right. Yeah. From here on up, you know, there's a lot of times when you get undefeated seasons going, people get tense. Right. Now that's already taken care of. Right. You're all good. Just play. Right. Play yeah. really well from here on out. Well, we had we had such Win a bad division. Def- we had such a bad defensive uh, line for a long time. Mm-hmm. This year, we got a really good defensive line. Yeah, I got a chance to watch a little of the game, and I was really impressed with their their run defense. Was excellent. Yeah, and I mean, it's they're simple routes. They're not like doing anything super crazy, um, which makes it nice to watch. You know, because you're like, what was that? And then last night, or the game against uh, the Falcons, is the first touchdown that Goff ever made too. Yeah, I saw he that. ran that in. Yeah, and yeah. I can see why he's not the runner because right. he kind of skipped and galloped in. Yeah, I think you would say <laughs> he kind of just like, oh, I'm gonna make a touchdown, and then the the field was so wide open. I mean, right. like nobody was gonna get near him anyways, and he just kind of, you know, did some kind of a gyrational <laughs> move in there. Yeah, so that's probably the one and only touchdown we'll see by Goff probably the whole season because it's just like one of those things you don't want to see too much. Yeah, I would I would be concerned he'd get hurt. Okay. But he was throwing really deep. I mean, I think he uh, – there's a few that were around 25, 26-yard throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's he's getting his long game going. He's starting to turn into a, a real deep player as opposed to last year where it was always like hand it off, hand it off, hand it off, hand it off. He was never wanting to throw. So uh, we'll be right back. want you to know got more deeply find lasting freedom discover your destiny and make an eternal difference you're listening to more podcast Uh, we got a few more tweets to come in uh, about the question, what is a woman? Uh, Fashion Dilemma writes, what is a woman? She's the one who invented the phrase, I have nothing to wear while staring at a closet full of clothes. How many mm-hmm. How many husbands can say amen to that? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't, maybe this is a female that wrote this. Maybe it's a man. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but um, thank you, Fashion Dilemma, for bringing that up because that is so true. My closet is overwhelmed by my wife's clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Okay. And uh, yeah. And so I have my little section, and then I'm the one that they're like, why do you do have you, so many pairs? Do you, of, yeah. do you do this? This is what I do sometimes. My wife, my wife doesn't go down that trail too far, but she'll be like, I'm not too sure what to wear. And I'm like, wear this, this, and this. Do you? Yeah. I, I love it when you wear this, this, and this. Do yeah. You, oh yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of help make the decision for. And then, and then I get back. Well, I wasn't planning on wearing that today. So it's like, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, last tweet that we got uh, so far since we've been on the air. Uh, life support system writes: A woman is like Wi-Fi. She's the one that's. Uh, she's the one keeping everyone connected and you don't know how she does it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Oh my gosh. Did I tell you, we got this really cool thing. Mm-mm. Cause you know, we have echoes in our house and we have an echo thing that is like a screen. Okay. And it sits in our kitchen mm. so that we can, um, it just works like an echo, like any of those other echoes that you have. And so it's, um, does everything from putting our shopping list together. So like Amy can put a date in her phone okay. and it automatically goes on the family calendar. Wow. No matter where she's at. Hmm. It's so cool. So I was hearing this. And I'm like, that's definitely my wife. She keeps us all under control. Get rapture ready with your favorite host today. Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. That song could go on a little bit longer. Uh, well, I don't know if you've heard about the agreement that global leaders adopted uh, again at the United Nations. It's just crazy how much stuff is going under the wire mm. uh, behind our backs and we're not even paying attention. It seems like our government's playing a shell game with us where we're looking at what they're doing and talking about, but then all the real stuff is happening behind the scenes. And the United Nations during their what they call the 2023 SDG Summit uh, that was held earlier this week on Monday and Tuesday, officials from all over the world gathered in New York City uh, to commit their nations to fully implementing the 2030 agenda, which we've talked about here on the show, and the sustain, uh, sustainable development goals over the next seven years. Uh, basically, they're essentially giving and creating a blueprint for how the globalists, which are people that want to put everybody on the same playing field, want the world to be run. Just about every area of human activity is covered by the 17 sustainable development goals, and it would uh, take extreme measures over the next seven years in order to achieve all of them by the deadline. But Nations are signing on. And uh, you're probably wondering, well, why should we even be concerned about this? Because, you know, the United Nations really kind of been a toothless lion for a long time. They can't really do much. But we're starting to see that they're gaining ground. Uh, One of the things that's in this uh, agreement that they created, this blueprint, is called the Political Declaration Clause, uh, which is something that should be shocking for us and we should be taking note of. Uh, It gives the world government any opportunity under the heading of urgent need to take over the operations of your government to reverse the decline according to their own definition. And so basically, at some point, if they ever got like China on board, they would go in and say, you have to shut down your coal mines because it's killing the environment. And they would have the power and control to do that or come into the United States and say, you can't you can't do this and you can't do that because, well, you don't have you're, you're creating a problem in the environment or you have too much money. So you need to give money to another nation. Um, and so these are the things that are covered under this political declaration. Uh, so basically, it makes the general secretary of the U.N., like the president of the world when they declare an urgent need. 
And so everybody kind of like, you know, kowtows to them and said, okay, whatever you want to do. That's kind of scary. The second one is uh, PAC for the future. Uh, again, this gives the Secretary General power to establish an emergency platform to unify the world in mind over global shocks. And so if they declare there's too much stuff happening in the world, they would basically have this platform called the PAC for the future, and they could shut down, like I just said earlier, a lot of things because of climate control, food, economics, and nobody would be able to say anything, and they would take control of not only the government, but also the the powers that are in that government, so like the army and all those things to enforce the rules. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's a lot of shifting going on. So they could shift a lot of things like, like I just said, like if they think the United States has got too high of an economic score and they need to lower it because another nation's hurting, well, then we'll just send money over that way. So you're going to be without. Yep. Just another one of those things that seems to point towards the end times and one world government. Yeah. I mean, this is really, I mean, if you want to think about it, this is the most blatant thing I've seen mm. in a long time where they actually identify um, a key figure that's going to be in control. I'd have to verify this, but I did hear about this a number of months ago that uh, our current administration gave our health, kind of like policing of our health over to the United Nations so that if the United Nations says, you know what, we don't we don't feel like you guys are being safe enough health-wise that they can yeah. just dictate and mandate whatever they want so the more we give away the more exposed we are it would not surprise me i mean uh you know the 17 things if you look at the things that they've highlighted anybody looking at it that may not look at it through the lens of the bible would say Mm -hmm. oh these are these are acceptable these are all great things right we want to deal with uh deal with economic equality we want to deal with food shortages we want to help people have healthier environments for them to raise their families you know everybody should be on the same playing field i mean it sounds like a utopian idea of of life mm-hmm. but then you start reading these other things like the the political declaration clause and the pact for the future and you're like wait a minute so in order for them for in order for this to ever happen somebody's gonna have to be in total control of all this stuff, all the resources. Right. And so you're not going to have individual governments dictating what they want to do. So if you've ever taken um, a worldview course, uh, you would learn that uh, natural resources do not define the wealth of a nation. Mm. Uh, Most people think, well, if you have a lot of natural resources, your your nation will be wealthy. Literally, literally they're disconnected from each other. It's the moral standing of a nation Mm. dictates its resource or, or how healthy it is mm-hmm. right and so there are nations out there that have tons of resources but they're corrupt right and so they're not a wealthy nation the united states we do have a lot of resources but our our moral basis mm-hmm. is what sets us apart and different and uh so we're giving away that moral basis and uh and then there are those people that just want to take our resources and then reallocate them somewhere else to some other nation who has no interest in being right. moral morally guided by uh, a power higher than us. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a reason we're we're prosperous and healthy. It's because of our foundations, and uh, the other nations are not because they're they don't have the same basis we do. So we're just going to reallocate all of our wealth and over to some other place that has you know, gosh, oh my gosh, it, this is well known that Ukraine is one of the most corrupt nations oh, yeah. in yeah in, you know in modern history. Yeah, they've been they've been like that for quite a while. Yes. It's not just like mm-hmm. over, over just the last few years. Um, yeah, a good example of uh, just reading about in Africa, um, in the southern regions, they found a like a boulder sized piece of gold they dug out. Some of the the, the guys that are getting paid pennies on a dollar. Mm-hmm. And um I guess from what I understand from the stories I've been trying to read around it, that if they do find a big cache of gold that, you know, eventually kind of gets spread around to the workers in some 
like uh, profit sharing kind of idea, but it's not happening. Basically, the government came in, took the took the gold, and they're going to put it in the coffers of the country. And these people are like up in arms, like we just this is the biggest gold find we've had since in our lifetime, and now we're not going to be able to you know have any of it, and our families are starving and blah blah blah. And, you know, so then they would say, okay, well, under this new idea that we're talking about here, uh, we can make a political declaration on that and say, hey, you know what, we're going to we're going to allocate that the way we want to allocate. And they come in and stop it, which in that case, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's a good idea. But then we don't we don't realize that one step forward in that direction leads to another step forward and another step forward. And eventually no one has any freedoms whatsoever. Do you ever see the movie The Vanishing? Uh, I think it did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. it's you know. It's a drama uh, of what you're just talking about right there. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And so I think you definitely want to keep your radar open on these things because they're wanting to see this happen in the seven years, which we've talked about before. Uh, 2030 is the big uh, rollout date for all of this to, to actually be officiated and all the countries are totally signed on and all the government systems are worked out. But it should concern us. It should make us nervous. Mm-hmm. because really what we're talking about is a one world leader in this case they're identifying as a secretary general taking total control of the world based on powers that are given to them by the nations mm-hmm. to do what they say is a good thing right but it's going to start like that right it's going to start like a really good argument we're going to do this because it's going to benefit everybody and then we realize in revelation it's not going to be a good thing right it's going to turn into a mess that only works when your as i said your foundation is built on biblical principles Mankind is not not you know morally good. We're right. not born healthy and good. We're born evil and sinful. Yeah. And anytime you you're not even going to recognize God, you're just, this thing is going to go off the rails faster than they can put it together. You can't tell me there's not going to be corruption exactly. at that level. Exactly. Right. When you got total, you got your finger on everything that's going on in the world. You're not gonna you're not gonna tell me for five seconds that 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 makes it possible for people to be better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worse. They're going to be like, hey, like you just said, I can control ja- Japan's wealth, and India's wealth, America's wealth, and I can do whatever I want with that. I control the resources. Come on. You're just asking for trouble. Yep. Power corrupts. Absolute power yeah. corrupts. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah. Apparently that quote has got lost somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think they took it out of the book that was written in. Oh, well, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Discover the magic of transforming spaces with Sean Meyer Construction. From visionary designs to impeccable craftsmanship, we're your partner in creating remarkable homes. If you're looking for a contractor to do the right thing at the right time for the right price, let him build your dream together. Contact Sean Meyer Construction. Uh, well, we have the big question for our Bible trivia, Harborlight Bible trivia. Um, if you are wanting to be a part of this, we encourage you to. It's Harborlight Bible trivia at gmail.com, Harborlight Bible trivia at gmail.com. And uh, it's all lowercase. Send us your answer. It's just fun and exciting. And then you get put into a drawing for a big prize, which is a speaker. It could be a lot of things. Right now, it's a speaker. And those things are just. They're a wanted commodity. People see those things and they want them. And everybody who's got one has said they loved them. They love the fact, even though it has their ugly mugs on them, they love having those things around and just so they listen to it. And they're just so cool looking. It's all bamboo. I mean, how can you not like that? Uh, so the question from last week, Pastor Gary, do you remember? I do not because it's been two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea. Right. So, yeah. Well, let's let's forget about that. Mm-hmm. Because we were gone. Yep. What was the, what's the question for this week? 
Well, don't forget that uh, we're on the 28th. This should be the big drawing. Today? Today, because we only have two days left in the in the month. Yeah, but I don't have I don't have names because we took a week off. Okay. Let's postpone it one week. Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of seriously disappointed I know, people. I know, I know. You know that, uh, did you hear Ben Budnick got the hat from last time? Did he? Yeah, he actually took the hat off my head. What? And, yeah, the more hat that I had. You, you know, I had two more of those hats that I can't find anywhere. Somebody, somebody stole them. I'm telling you what, I am having some serious problems. It was, they're with the Jesuses that are missing right now. Yeah. Well, anyways. Well, we can, we can uh, draw if you want. I think it'd be wise. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Go ahead. You do it. All right. Here we go. So the winner of this week. This month. This month. Sorry. Is Linda Murray. Linda Murray. Linda Murray. The winner. There we go, Linda. Good job. So you get, <laughs> she she won a uh, speaker already, so maybe she'll get so it. So maybe she should go for that Toby Mac thing. The Toby Mac. Yeah. We got to finally get rid of that okay. one. Yeah. There we go. Linda Murray, you win our good big job, prize. Linda. Yes. She was teaching class last night at the Wednesday Night Live, doing a good job. She, Yeah, she does a wonderful job. Yeah. So, okay, so the question this week is... Yeah, so the question that we have for this week is um, we have uh, two um, end times descriptions. One of them is it will be like in the days of Noah, mm -hmm. and the other one is it will be in the days like blank. Who's like that other one? So the days of Noah or the days of... This Blank. other character. Who's that other character? Yeah, who's the other character? I can't tell you because that's the question. In the Days of Thunder. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. Days Can of I give yeah. you a hint? Let me hear it. Okay, it's, it's found in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, you find it. Yep. Okay. It, it'll be like it was in the days of Blank. Blank. Blank is not in the Bible, just so you know. Yes. The actual name is in the Bible. It's a name, right? Of a, it is a name. It's yes. a name or person or a time frame? Person. Person, okay. But it is referencing the time that's coming. That's coming will be like it was in this person's lifetime. All right. So a lot of a lot of possibilities there. Yep. So it's not the days of Noah. Not the it's days the of Noah. Days of this person. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Good. I got it. Okay. Oh, well, if you got the answer, uh, you can send it to HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail dot com. HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail dot com. All lowercase, and let us know what you think of the answer. Uh, it's not the days of Noah. It's the other one. Mm -hmm. These are the times described in the end. Uh, so if you find it, send it to us and let us know what you think it is. And, uh, we'll uh, make sure we get your name in the next drawing. Uh, and then we will, uh, what will we do? We will give a big prize. We'll give a big prize, but what's, we still have a few speakers left. Okay. We have the Toby Mac thing. We got to get some more hats. We got to get some more hats. We got to get some more swag. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, talked to Stephanie Montai about getting some shirts. Okay. So we got some shirts coming. So. We'll get some stuff out there soon Yeah, that are big prizes. These are going to be the big prizes. Right. Because we're not going to put those on the table. No. No. Because it just, it's, you know, those right. are expensive. Those are expensive. Yeah. Those are big prizes. All right. We'll be right back. Deep in the darkness of night, critters and creatures are stalking your yard, your front porch, your trash cans, and even your crawl space. These pets can dig and destroy important wiring or foundational structures of your home. If you have stepped on a furry in the middle of the night, you know how unnerving this can be. Hey, when you start sharing meals with rodents, it's time to call for some serious help. In 2020, a crack commando was sent to prison by a military court for a crime that he didn't commit. This man promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade in the Emmett County underground. Today, still wanted by the government, 
He survives as the Critter Commander. Thank you, Myron. There isn't a skunk alive that can spray Critter Commander. His reflexes are super cat-like. Raccoons give me a break, they can't match his wits. He has even been known to wrestle chipmunks into full submission. So don't let your home be overrun with problem possums or even menacing moles. Call for the Critter Commander. He is on YouTube and he's a YouTube sensation with tens of, well, views. Call Critter Commander at 231-838-8239. Well, last Sunday, Pastor Gary continued with his uh, new series called Steady Flow. Uh, and the title was Remaining Pliable. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, the idea is to avoid becoming, you know, hard-hearted and kind of getting calloused about what's going on around you, especially when you see so much negative news happening to get closer to Christ's return. And so it was kind of a interesting service because there was a lot going on. Yeah, there was a lot going on, Had and to you weren't able to get it all yeah, in there. You able to get, so now you got a chance. Got a chance to unfold it a little bit more. That's right. So yeah. start us out. Where where did we miss that you wanted to take us? All right. Well, um, with with so much going on in our world. Um, and we're seeing this at such a, uh, a massive scale. Um, we have deception just coming down on us like an avalanche. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, whenever, um, whenever you, cannot, you, you cannot trust what you're being told or shown or whatever it is, that can cause you to um, become, you know, you, you just distrust everyone. And then that can cause you to become callous. And that's why the name of the message was remaining pliable is that your heart is soft your, mm-hmm. your skin is thick right because yeah. people are going to insult you or um, tell you that you're crazy you know there's a lot of different things going on but you got to keep a soft heart mm-hmm. and um, you do that by staying connected to holy spirit yeah. and uh, so we talked a lot about that but we did we did talk about this pandemic of deception mm. that it is not just a local or regional thing but it is a global problem that we have going on and um, even for the fact that uh, Harbor Light found themselves in uh, Facebook jail, mm-hmm. it's because we are telling the truth, and uh, those forces out there do not want you to get the truth, and so they will give you misinformation and or uh, suppress uh, truth. And um, with that, then we need to make sure that we don't find ourselves going down into a dark depressing hole, but that we stay uh, inspired and informed and that we have uh, impact on this world. I think, yeah, I think your point definitely was well made on Sunday because the issue is, is that we, we do become reactionary to our culture because mm-hmm. we, it does, it seems to touch home on some level, especially if it's about our kids or our relationships, about our marriages. And so you kind of tend to be a reactionary, but at the same time, you begin to start creating uh, walls, barriers, and filters that move you out of the, the, the uh, lane of being love like Christ mm-hmm. and becoming a defendant against yes. those arguments and and be great, you know, if if that was the way that got Christ called us to. But you know, it's it's kind of cultural that Jesus said, you know, if you get slapped on one side, turn your cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, there is a good argument in Scripture to say uh, Christ didn't call us. Uh, well, we say we're not supposed to be doormats to our our people around us. Mm-hmm. And Christ's argument would be, yeah, you know, it's okay once in a while to become the doormat mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of the kingdom. I mean, you don't have to be that person reacting to everything. But you be you're smart, like you said on Sunday. You're smart about what's happening, yeah. And you you work in those 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 lines of how how do I protect my family and and um, my relationship with Christ in those situations. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a really in- interesting kind of thing that we have to keep um, as believers. 
uh, we have to keep that uh, nice thick skin, uh, keep our heart soft, and uh, and realize that there are going to be times where it's going to be difficult, and uh, we have been called to you know keep the high road mm-hmm. and um, and stay in God's word. That's going to really help us out, and then stay in fellowship with true believers. And I say that uh, because history repeats itself. And when the church first got started, they were under intense persecution. Yeah. And they would gather together, and they would have to make sure that the people they were in the room with were all on the same page because there were people infiltrating and uh, trying to get in there and get them arrested. And uh, so they had, you know, as crazy as it can be, they had passwords and code words to make sure that everyone in the room was on the same page. Yeah, I, I, when I kind of put a list together of things you said on Sunday that I thought was interesting uh, to help us uh, deal with this possibility of being callous. And, and you just mentioned a couple of them, but stay grounded in scripture. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're connected to the word of God, understanding how to deal with life through the lens of the kingdom, not through our own personal feelings. Right. Um, definitely prayer, mm-hmm. meditating in the word, but but taking time to really seek God's guidance, be in those quiet moments. Uh, and then the, the one you just mentioned again, community and fellowship. Yes. I think that's so underrated. You know, and it's interesting in our culture today, uh, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard it yourself many times where people said, you know, I can I can go to church at home. Mm-hmm. I can watch it on YouTube. I can just hang out. And we learned really quickly during the, the COVID stuff that mm-hmm. people that stayed away and didn't want to re-engage at all. You know, there's a lot of a lot of emotional issues going on, a lot of issues of feeling isolated, a lot of things that were, we even did a small group series on it. But um, that is not the way God created us. Right. Right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. We were out uh, cutting wood for the winter, and um, uh, he told a story, and, and I had a chance to tell a part of a story, too, where um, spending um, more than 10 days completely isolated from anyone else, um, you know, you we are... We are social creatures. We are mm-hmm. created by by the Lord to need interaction with not only God but with other people. What was it that uh, God said to Adam, or, or said about Adam uh, at the creation? So here we have God, perfect God, mm-hmm. creating a perfect man, putting him in a f- perfect environment. He said, "This is not good that he's alone." Yeah, yep. So we need to be connected, and um, and that's only going to increase as it says in Hebrews chapter ten that uh, as we see the days approach, we'll need to spend more time together. Yeah. And, I, and, and, you know, it's not just because uh, we're trying to find people to hide with. Mm-hmm. It's the fact we need the interaction to remind us of who we are and in our to, own identity. Yep, yeah. And to help um, help fortify and encourage yeah. one another. Be tenderhearted, encourage one another. Right? Yeah, and, and then you see that in the book of Acts. I mean, you've mentioned it before uh, when we saw the, the, the church coming together. I mean, it wasn't like they were trying to hide up in Mount Masada somewhere, like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to stay away from the, mm-hmm. the trouble. They got together to pray and worship and eat together and encourage each other in the midst of all their struggle. Because if you look at history, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with these people. I mean, as soon as they declared Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I mean, they were ousted by their family, by the yep. businesses they owned, yep. by the government that was over them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened to them. And, you know, we, we see that now. Yeah. You know, we're seeing that it's with the woke society. Patty cake Christianity, right? Right. Yeah. yeah serious stuff. People are laying their lives down. But I like what it says in uh, Revelation chapter 12, right? They overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much they were afraid to die. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We're getting into serious times here. Yeah. Uh, do you think one of the other in, uh, things that we should be working on to try to deal with the callous issues in our life is you mentioned it, I think, a few sermons back about the importance of forgiveness. Oh, for sure. Living a life of practicing forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I went to the Wednesday Night Live class last night on uh, you know grace-based uh, 
grandparenting. And uh, the, the instructor on the class uh, was able to get vulnerable with the, with the group and just shared how his family, not necessarily him, but mm-hmm. his family has a history of bitterness towards uh, people that, and, you know, and that rift can last for years and years and years and years. And that yeah. we need to, um, uh, his, his uncle, I think, had a dream um, that an angel was coming to kind of take him home, but uh, he couldn't take him because the bitterness was in his heart. He wasn't ready to go. And so really? he was told to go work it out. And uh, it was wow. a really powerful story. And I believe it's a good model for all of us that we keep our hearts uh, pure towards one another and not let bitterness get in there because uh, the Lord wants to come and get his bride who is uh, spot-free and without uh, blemish. Yeah, <clears throat> I think, you know, full disclosure for myself. I mean, I I definitely, I, I've struggled with this. My wife will tell you I struggle with forgiveness, right? Okay. Um, and I, and I've I've talked about this before with other people in different groups, you know. Like if you wrong me, it's it's like an elephant memory for that. You know, I'll remember mm-hmm. that forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it does affect my ability to be in a room with you to have conversation with you and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Lord has been really working on that with me over these last few years. And uh, you know, it's one of the things that I brought up in Free Life for myself is that I needed to start talking about how I can forgive uh, people that. Uh, are never going to apologize and never right. going to say, Hey, I'm sorry for what I did. Right. Um, and so that was really <laughs> tough, man. Isn't it you. fun to own your own stuff and then they won't own it at all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, no. And you know, the thing is, is that I was just noticing in myself is making me very bitter yeah. uh, and about certain subjects, about certain people, about mm-hmm. certain identities that mm-hmm. people um, portray and, and are, you know, around me. And um, I really had a problem with it. I mean, it becomes very destructive, right? Because for me, it got to the point where I didn't want to be in the ministry anymore. I was mm. so, so embittered by this stuff. And so Holy Spirit began to start breaking those barriers down. But mm. uh, I think that in general, you know, as a population, uh, there's a lot of things that we don't, we don't want to forgive people over. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I mentioned one time before in one of my classes that I taught on Wednesday night live was that, you know, how many people are walking around with unforgiveness and their political views mm-hmm. towards another believer? Mm-hmm because they don't agree with what you've done and it becomes now this linchpin for the relationship. It, it just cannot happen because you voted for so-and-so and I voted for so-and-so. Mm. Uh, you know, what an easy thing for the devil to use to wedge us apart, right? Mm-hmm. To just, just add that little bit. And, and if you look at it, it has an effect on us, but it does not have an effect on us because we're not, we're not nationals of America. We're kingdom citizens first. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God. So we're part of the kingdom first. We're not part of America. Mm-hmm. We just happen to live here. We happen to be born here. Mm-hmm. But our first allegiance is to, to Christ. Right. And so if we keep that in the, the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. you know, that idea of forgiving somebody for that should not be a problem. Yeah. Um, what's some other things that you uh, didn't get a chance to talk about? Well, um, you know, we talked about the being callous, the pandemic of deception. And um, we talked about how, um, you know, the father of deception is the de- the devil. Mm-hmm. And we went through quite a few scriptures, and I don't think that's like land you know, shaking information for people to realize. But in the end times, uh, the the level of deception is going to climb at a just exorbitant rate. Yeah. And we need to be aware of that because, uh, you know, only deceived people are deceived. Yeah. And uh, so you've got you've to watch out for that because yeah. the level of deception that's coming at us isn't just going to just be what we've experienced for the past couple of years. It's just going to go at an unbelievable uh, rate and uh, deception is going to be so deep yeah. um, that you're going to need Holy Spirit guidance on that. So we talked about that, but then I started moving um, 
towards this idea that technology has been a part of our lives mm-hmm. and our, our history, and it's actually encouraged right in the book of Genesis that we are to govern over the earth, and we're supposed to not exploit it, but um, maximally impact uh, the earth and everything that God's given us. So we've used technology, obviously. Yeah. So technology is inanimate, it's uh, neutral, it's neither good nor bad. It's what we do with those things uh, that that make it uh, good or evil. Yep. And um, the world that we're living in right now, as it says in Daniel chapter 12, that uh, we're going to have an increase in amount of travel, but we're also going to have an increase in knowledge. Yeah. And uh, the knowledge that's increasing and the technology that's behind that is uh, this new thing that's been um, unleashed on us mm-hmm. uh, is artificial intelligence. Again, artificial intelligence, it's a technology, it's a tool, it's yeah. neither good nor bad, it's what you do with it. Unfortunately, the people who seem to be the most behind the creation of artificial intelligence don't have the same moral compass that we have right. based on God's word. Um, and therefore, um, the people who who have created some of this artificial intelligence are giving us warning signs that um, yeah. the amount of misinformation that can be coming at us, yeah. this level of deception that we're talking about, is going to be so incredible. It could take down. I don't, now, I don't, I don't believe I see that in Scripture, right. but it, the, the level of it will be so intense that it could take down humanity. Yeah. And, um, and so it's going to be, become harder and harder for us to trust what we see on TV, yeah. what we hear on the radio, what we read in the newspaper, all those ways. Um, we're going to be get harder and harder for the, them to do that. You take a look at back at some of the uh, historical events that have happened, even like, let's say, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Right, yeah. um, you know, uh, the, the, the ability to doctor film and photographs now is so incredible yeah. that they could pretty much kind of trick you into anything. Um, and we would not be able to uh, know if it's true or not true. And we have to take other people's word for it. And when you take other people's word for it, you've exposed yourself to um, misinformation. And uh, so all of this, this level of distrust mm-hmm. is going to be so incredible. I'm calling it distrust edemic, right? Yeah. It's all one. Yeah, distrust, that's good. Distrust edemic is, um, I've added two words together to make <laughs> my own word there, uh, taking it from my dad. But uh, we, <laughs> we, we just have, I just want everyone to be aware. Yeah, uh, of what um, artificial intelligence could be doing, and I believe the enemy, Satan, will use artificial intelligence oh, yeah. uh, in the hands of the Antichrist to have that deception go at an alarming rate. Um, and then I talked about some of the sinister people that we have in our world that are actually looking forward to, um, you know, being able to put brain implants mm-hmm. um, inside of humans. Um, there, th- this is not new information, of course, but you know, hybrids and super soldiers and all those kind of things. Um, you know, they're they're saying by 2040 that most children will have been uh, genetically modified in such a way yeah. that if you're just a normal human being born uh, as a pure, pure pure human, that you would be sub you would be considered subhuman. Yeah. So you know, all of this is coming at us at an alarming rate. Yeah. And uh, you, you better have your your relationship with Jesus Christ solid. And and I believe this at the you know, the base of who I am, the core of who I am as a believer, you need more Holy Spirit right. than you had last week or right. last year. Yeah, You need more Holy Spirit because Ephesians chapter 5 says, Holy Spirit power leaks out of our lives. His presence never leaves, yeah. but his power can leak out. We need more Holy Spirit power. You need to be more tapped in than you've ever been tapped in before if we're going to actually be heading into this, this uh, you know, distress-demic. Amen to that, yeah. Yeah, there, you're right. There's so much stuff going on around us. It is nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole AI thing, we've talked about this before. 
Um, and I've mentioned some examples of it before, but it is, is a real thing. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that's uh, happening within the music industry, within the, the news industry. They're all talking about how do we uh, monitor our own, own departments, our own things, so that people can trust us to say this is from us. Uh, because they're finding out that, you know, stuff can be, like you mentioned, altered and changed uh, by AI, by uh, control from the outside in. And uh, it's a real problem. It's a real problem because you might be watching a news story uh, from whatever your favorite news program is. And that might not even be the real story because now that we're finding that even as on live TV, they can uh, change how the lips and, and the words yes, and things are yes. coming out of the mouth of the person speaking. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, I heard this right on public broadcasting, so it's not even a Christian-based uh, source. Yeah. Um, they played um, a clip of President Obama saying something he would never say because it was created by our uh, technology yeah. that we could take just a sampling of his words, type in our own agenda, and get him to not only say it and sound like him, mm-hmm. but it has his face and his lips moving to make it, Unde- you know, you it, it would be really hard to deny yeah. that he actually said what you with would our, never say. With our eyes, right? With our uh, eyes, yeah, right. We can't, uh, we can't define so it. So with all of that going on, um, I believe that we need to be, you know, super aware of that. Um, I think that uh, I did make mention, uh, it's kind of a fun thing for sun- Sunday morning, that uh, usually the Hollywood seems to kind of show its hand a little bit on yeah. what's going to be coming in our future. And, of course, we had movies like iRobot, Artificial Intelligence, which with Jude Law, I don't know if you ever saw that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, there actually are lots of predictions that uh, these things are very, very accurate. Eagle Eye, um, and then even the Terminator from way back when you were a kid. Yeah. So um, <laughs> with, with all of that, the Artificial Intelligence movie with Jude Law, um, that particular one was disturbing. Yeah. Uh, but I see all of the ingredients for that recipe cake to be built in our current culture you know, where they have robots that walk around and they're just there for uh, your every pleasure yeah. and gratification. Yeah, all of that stuff is on the radar. It's it's uh, it's crazy. I, my wife was showing me an article about Whole Foods is trying to start stores where I don't know if it's a, a sticker or bracelet, whatever, but you can get this mm-hmm. and you can wear it. And, and when you get done shopping, you just walk through the... Mm-hmm. The scanner and it scans your bracelet and takes your money. Um, I've already I've already experienced that at an airport um, at one of my last trips. Really? So yeah, you walk in and um, somehow you just tap your card on the way in. Yeah. There's no cashier. Really? You, yeah. There's no cashier. You walk around the store. You pick out. You know, I got a you know bag of M and M's and a newspaper and a drink, and I just walk out of the store. And as I leave, it's every one of those items had its own you know, chip or barcode or something in it. Right. And then I just get sent the bill. That's no, there was no cashier in the, in the place. That's crazy. So I've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. That is nuts. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that technology has gotten that good. To, I mean, cause you know, one of the things you, you, you I remember when the self checkouts first came out and, mm-hmm. and like nothing ever scanned. Right, right. Right. You always had somebody come over and fix it. Yeah. Now it's not that way at all. I mean, right. it's just like, it's so, intuitive you like you just come even near it and you're like oh that's a banana mm-hmm. you know it's like how do you put it on the thing yet you know it's like yeah. it knows yeah yeah it's 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 got the visual recognition as well as yeah the, that's crazy yeah. I, yeah it's kind of a it, you know and again you mentioned this a while back that don't mistake convenience for um you know it being a good thing you know it's it's leading up to something we got to be careful yeah with that again those those things are inanimate they're they're neutral they're not good or bad it's what we we as humans will do with it. Um, and in the world of AI, mm-hmm. you know, 
this came from Jimmy Evans. It's a pastor who I watch that stays right in, right in uh, tune with what's going on in the end times. Um, so I would have to get the exact source, but basically they've asked AI questions. I know you've done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, ask a question, see what kind of answer you get. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's done it with their Alexis or this echo thing that you were mentioning yeah. earlier. Uh, you know, well now this artificial intelligence, it's so good that it doesn't know the answer. It can lie coming back. Really? So they ask him a question, they ask AI a question and it didn't have the resources to be able to give the answer. So it made up three books <laughs> and book titles and gave it back as if it was hundred percent true. Really? Yes. Great. So now, you know, we're all be, we're all aware of this idea that uh, computers can become self-aware. Now, I'm not too sure exactly how close we are to that. Yeah. Some are saying it, you know, uh, with co-founder of Google and stuff who have helped create some of the stuff. They're they're already they're already considering artificial intelligence as a species of itself. Yeah. And that if you start discriminating against this species that you know you're going to be labeled and put in your own little cancel culture it's like a hate crime and yeah absolutely yeah. so th- there are already people out there so elon musk broke off his relationship with larry page this person who was co-founder of google because um elon was like hey we got to do some things there's some warnings here and right. uh, page is like no you're a species you're you're a person who is uh, becoming uh you know biased against computers that's nuts mm-hmm. yeah well isn't that sort of what we want? We, you know, it's sort of been the argument from humanity all along. We want to be a creator of our own image, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see it come well, to fruition. I mean, we're opening up a giant can of worms, and I'm having fun, and I know we're almost yeah. out of time. But, uh, you know, the days of Noah, what yeah. was going on in the days of Noah? Well, people were partying and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's not new, right? Right. It, that's not what was going on. It was the fact that Genesis chapter six says that uh, the sons of God looked at the daughters of men and took them as wives. Yeah. Right. So there was a genetic uh, mutation going on because de- demons were taking women as wives and messing up the entire gene pool in hopes that Jesus wouldn't be, be able to be born to be our savior. And it got all the way down to one person, Noah. Yeah. Right. Well, with that, um, so genetic modification was going on in the days of Noah. What's going on in our current culture as the days of Noah when yeah. we're genetically modifying everything? Yeah. So it, we're on the same cycle historically, and it's because the devil's been around for a long, long time, and he hasn't changed any of his tricks. No. He just puts them in a new package. Right, a new package and may look totally better or different, but yeah, the new release is not better than the old. Yeah. Don't go for it. Yeah. So, um, you know, as we get ready to run into this weekend, so we're going to continue with a series on steady flow, the steadiness yeah. of God's word and the flow of culture and the collision course between the two. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, the, the group that I call the alphabet soup group, right? Mm-hmm. All the letters, you know, plus now we're adding, you know, symbols in there. Right. Yeah. Um, with all of that, we're going to be talking about um, our loss of identity and, uh, and then also the pattern. This is going to be kind of earth shader shake shaking here the pattern that we see in the book mm-hmm. uh, of genesis with uh sodom and gomorrah there's a pattern that uh they took um that we're seeing take place in our world oh, today yeah. so, so we're gonna be in facebook jail again a little longer we will probably be in facebook prison yeah i think yeah <laughs> i heard uh, some security i heard one of our local churches uh just did this message uh on the topic that i did uh i'll be doing this weekend he did it last weekend and they're in facebook jail too so yeah. Um, there's a growing movement of Facebook jail ministries going on. <laughs> more more ministry in the Facebook jail. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think one of the things that you mentioned too was that, uh, and I know, you, well, I know you mentioned it, is this idea of limiting the negative influences that are around us, like not allowing those things to take uh, hold of our heart. Mm-hmm. 
And, and there are a lot of ways we do that. It, it could be either through conversation with other people, TV, music, cell phones, whatever it is. Uh, we got to limit that stuff because it does have an effect on us. Yeah, I, I mentioned on Sunday, you know, this this wonderful tool we carry in our pocket to mm-hmm. make phone calls and take pictures of our lunch um, is now being used against us. Yeah. And uh, so we're being spied upon and surveilled. And with all of that, I think it's going to be important for us to um, to make some adjustments in our lives to uh, limit the impact that uh, the enemy can have in our lives. And so I'd encourage you to uh, begin to, you know, monitor what you're watching and what you're listening to um, and make sure you increase the amount of uh, God's word, yeah, uh, fellowship with other believers, and um, Holy Spirit connection. Yeah, there's a guy at the uh, Lean Conference that said, I can't remember his name. He said, uh, you know, the cell phone basically, you know, like we create a playlist for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cell phone and technology is becoming a curator of our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's putting together all the things it knows that are our stumbling blocks, the things that um, cause us to fall short. Yeah. And and so those are the things that the cell phone or any of the computer programs we're using can start putting together. If I'm going to if I'm going to kind of uh, expose some uh, something that we we especially as men struggle mm-hmm. with, you know, imagery. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talk often yeah and regularly on the importance of not clicking on certain things but uh you know there are pop-up ads that come up on our screens without us realizing you know we didn't put it there it just pops up but uh your phone tracks where your pupil is on the screen and even though you don't click on the image but if you stare at the image that's there without clicking on it it tracks how long you're looking at that those uh you know pixels on the screen and then it'll feed you more of that that's one of the things that's so alarming about the fact that we're um, causing all of AI is causing all of these, uh, you know, shaking of complete governments and, and, and those kind of things. Upheaval is taking place because it continues to feed back to you yeah. what you want to be fed. And then all of a sudden we get deeply entrenched in our sin, our ways of thinking. And then all of a sudden we have, you know, you know, coup and all kinds of things going on in countries because it's been um, created by artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, my wife and I, we're uh, doing uh, premarital counseling for a couple in church. And one of the things we mentioned to them, one of the practices we have in our own home is that our computer screen, our cell phone screen, whatever it is, is not ever um, used in private. Mm-hmm. Like we, we do it in, in public settings. Like we're mm-hmm. not trying to hide anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are times, you know, like I'll be sitting there, watching a video that's about monkeys or something, some, you know, cute, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next one flip up and then there's this girl, you know, mm-hmm. and a swimsuit. And that, my wife's like, what the heck? And I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't look at it, mm-hmm. but that's sort of the culture we're living in. So you have to begin to start putting protections in place right. for that, because they're going to be, like you said, bouncing the eyes technique and those kind of things. Yeah. We've got to put in position these places that remind us that we have somebody watching us and keeping us, uh, you know, making sure that doesn't become a root in our life. I made that joke, you know, that uh, there, there's some temptation to become Amish, right? Oh, yeah. You know, um, of course, I said that, you know, in a joking way, but there are some truth to that, that our technology, as wonderful as it may be, um, could be handcuffing us to bad things. Oh, right? yeah. And so um, I would encourage you maybe take a little of that approach of disconnecting uh, occasionally from your um, devices just because, yep. it, you know, the devices of... Uh, of the enemy stay away from yeah stay away from it and and the devil knows like i just mentioned that guy from link you know the devil knows what to curate for you to mm-hmm. have stu- to stumble and find your weakness and you may think well I'm, I'm in control i don't have a problem we're finding more and more and more 
where the internet doesn't really care what you want to see or don't see. You can put as many filters on whatever we're looking at saying, I don't want to look at this kind of content or this kind of content. And somehow right. something will sneak in. And my mm-hmm. wife and I both have seen that happen over and over again, Yeah, where you can put the content meter up to, you know, a child mm-hmm. and don't want anything that, you know, even a child would be able to see. And still things will sneak through because it knows what you're looking for right. or that your weaknesses or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it wants to keep providing that or at least try to find a way to snag you back into whatever it's looking yeah. to try to get deception, you into. deception, deception. Yeah. So stay away from it's, it. It's, it's getting uh, more and more and uh, greater and greater, like stronger and stronger. The deception it's, it's everywhere and it's getting stronger. Yeah. So I uh, just want you to be aware of that. So, um, one of the other things that uh, I wanted to be able to have you comment on, and uh, and that is that uh, we have a big launch coming up this weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about the big launch? Oh, yeah. We have uh, the big launch of the new uh, four-week series, a small group, uh, providing to all of our small groups. Um, it's called Another Look at James. It's a 30-day devotional. Um, we're not going to obviously go through all 30 days. We're just going to sample four four of the days uh, in the small group. Pastor Gary and I are both going to share our thoughts on that. And then we're encouraging you to go to that day and then uh, do that together as a small group. Um, but uh, I really believed as I was getting ready, Pastor Gary believed as well, getting into this, that, you know, James is a crucial uh, book of the Bible for us, especially in the end times, uh, trying to understand what it is to be uh, church life. Um, sometimes we get super hyper-spiritual about things, but there's also the practical aspect of what we got to do as believers in Christ. And so it's kind of basically mirror, uh, putting together, mushing together the idea of what we need to understand spiritually, but also what we need to understand as a blue jeans gospel, getting involved with our culture, with each other. And James does that really well. He says you can't have faith without works, and you can't have works without faith. It goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So how do we balance that? And so this 30-day devotion is going to go through that and help you have a real-world idea of that. All right. That's yeah. awesome. This is going to be real good. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And I'm going to be putting out a flyer in the bulletins this Sunday. So you have basically three ways that you can get a hold of this material. There's definitely the YouTube channel we have, but then you also have um, uh, electronic journal of it. So you can do it electronically or um, we do have a couple of copies in paper, but we're trying to steer you more towards the electronic because, well, it saves the church money. Yep. And it is a 30 day journal, which is kind of like what, 60 or 80 pages. Right. <laughs> so it's a lot, it's a lot of money to print these things. So yeah. if you can go to the digital, it'd be great. And then we'll have uh, those resources available on the website just in case someone needs to know where to go to get those. Yeah, things. definitely. And I believe our old um, small group resources are still available on yes. the website as well. So if you um, aren't quite ready to be a part of the campaign uh, with this new material, but you'd like to do what we did last year, that's going to be available for you. We, yeah. we just want you to get out there and uh, launch a new small group and get more people connected to, to uh, the Lord and the church. Uh, and we do that best through small groups. Yeah, and I think what's important too about this small group that we've talked about is that we're doing four. So it's not going to affect the, the holiday seasons coming up. So you can get through it mm-hmm. within about a month. And then the other thing is that the, the talks... We're not doing a 20-minute talk either. We're just giving you the sort of the emphasis of what we're looking for in that that text. But really, the basis is you creating community with each other. Mm-hmm. So most of them are five to seven minutes long and uh, just kind of to get things started. Right. And so we encourage you to try this. Don't, you know, don't be scared if you're like, oh, I don't want to sit and watch a video for 20 minutes. We're talking about five to seven minutes to get you started. The majority of it is you talking about it with each other. Mm-hmm. And the way the devotional is written is you basically do the study, you read the scripture, you begin to answer some of the questions, both biblically and then also for yourself. Great. Yeah. Well, I think that's it, right? Yes. I think we covered everything. I, I got through the material that I was really hoping to get through. 
um, probably should uh, leave you with one passage of scripture and then I'll let you go. Yeah. And that is John chapter 16, verses three, 13 through 15. When the spirit of truth, that's Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth and he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. Um, he will tell you about uh, the future. So Amen. just kind of crazy though, the Lord foresaw everything that's going on in our world mm-hmm. and he wants you to be fully equipped to be able to be victorious and not a victim in this uh, distrust, you know, this time of distrust. Yeah. Well, we'll see you uh, next week. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast tending transmission now. When does that happen? Next week, you'll kind of have to show me how to do it.